It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Most people are looking for that one diet program that enables them to lose weight and keep it off. They follow an array of diets, all promising success, and yet obesity rates continue to rise, as do the number of diseases and health problems. Today's guest, Dr. Michael Greger, believes that it's time for a different approach. Dr. Greger honed in on how food actually affects our health and longevity, and he offers actionable advice to help us replace weight loss struggles with a simple, healthy, sustainable lifestyle. Dr. Greger is a physician, New York Times bestselling author, and founding member and fellow of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. He's an internationally recognized speaker on nutrition, food safety, and public health issues. Dr. Greger's new book is How Not to Diet, The Groundbreaking Science of Healthy Permanent Weight Loss. Welcome, Dr. Greger. Thank you so much for joining us. So excited to be here. So, Doctor, like so many other people, I have spent most of my life on the diet hamster wheel, losing weight, gaining weight. I actually hate the word diet. In your book, Mm -hmm. you have a quote from the White House Conference on Food, Nutrition, and Health that states, no other area of the national health probably is as abused by deception and misinformation as nutrition. Many travesties cheat the public of enormous sums of money and of good health as well. For a society that spends so much time dieting, we have an obesity epidemic. What does the science tell us regarding what we're doing wrong with the way we approach weight management? Yeah, that's why I wrote the book. I mean, with so much nutritional noise and nonsense these days, I just wanted there to finally be an evidence-based diet book. And I said literally thousands of studies digging up every possible tip, trick, tweak, technique proven to accelerate the loss of body fat, to give people every possible advantage and basically build the optimal weight loss solution from the ground up. Doctor, what does the science say about the relationship between nutrition, lifestyle, and good health? Well, uh, there's only one diet that's ever been proven to reverse heart disease, for example, in the majority of patients, a plant-based diet. Now, look, if that's all a plant-based diet could do, uh, reverse our number one killer of men and women, uh, then shouldn't that kind of be the default diet until proven otherwise? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it can also be effective in preventing, arresting, or reversing other leading killers like type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure would seem to make the case for plant-based eating simply overwhelming. Doctor, there are so many different types of diets on the market today. Do you think we're harming ourselves by following some of these? Oh, my God, there's some terrible uh, diets. Um, And they can be uh, really quite harmful. But uh, look, I mean, diets in general, I mean, don't work by definition because, you know, you go on them, you go off of them. It's not about what you eat next week or next month. It's what you're going to eat for the next decades. And so you need to find a diet that's not only health promoting, but, you know, convenient and affordable and it tastes great. Really, that's where 
the the evidence points to you know the healthiest diet being one that minimizes in general the intake of meat eggs dairy and processed junk and maximizes the intake of fruits and vegetables and legumes which are beans chickpeas chickpeas and lentils whole grains nuts and seeds mushrooms herbs and spices basically real food that grows out of the ground these are our healthiest choices what do you believe from all of the research that you conducted are the key ingredients of a healthy eating plan Oh, well, uh, besides being safe, sustainable, nutritious, and healthy like any good diet, there are 17 criteria for weight loss efficacy. So, uh, for example, the optimal weight loss diet should be anti-inflammatory, clean, uh, free from hormone-disrupting chemicals, full of fiber-rich foods to trap calories and flush them out of your body, and you know, on down the list. Uh, basically, it comes down to eating real food that grows out of the ground, uh, natural foods from fields, not factories, a diet centered around whole plant foods. It turns out the health, healthiest diet also appears to be the most effective diet for weight loss. Would that work for everyone? It would work for everyone that does it. The um, key difference between this plant-based nutrition, more traditional approaches to weight loss is that people are encouraged to eat ad libitum, which means eat as much as you want. No calorie counting, no portion control, just eating uh, the strategy is to improve the quality of food rather than restricting the quantity of food. So it doesn't leave you hungry. I mean, that's the kind of diet you stick with. I mean, instead it gives you a boost of energy, better digestion, improved sleep, but you don't know how good you're going to feel until you give it a try. And it makes a lot of sense that we have to undo all of that programming that we've been taught about calories. Indeed. You know, a calorie is not a calorie. I mean, that's a trope broadcast by the food industry to try to absolve itself of culpability. But, you know, that's what we're all taught, that a calorie from one source is just as fattening as a calorie from any other. But a calorie is not just a calorie. I mean, 100 calories of chickpeas is a different impact than 100 calories of chicken or chiclets uh, based on different effects on factors like absorption, appetite, microbiomes. You know, we talked about fiber, but, uh, you know, even if you eat and absorb the same number of calories, the calorie may still not be a calorie. The same number of calories, even at a different time of day or after different amounts of sleep, can uh, translate into different amounts of body fat. So uh, it's not just what we eat, but how and when. You had mentioned following an anti-inflammatory diet. How does inflammation and gut health pertain to weight issues? Inflammation has to do with uh, what's called leptin resistance. So our, our fat cells actually produce a hormone called leptin. Um, and uh, so the more fat cells we have, the higher leptin levels in our body. And that's like our fat thermostat. So our brain picks up the levels of leptin. Once it gets too high, our body starts dialing down our appetite such that we lose the weight so we don't become obese. In fact, there's a famous series of experiments done in a Vermont uh, prison where prisoners, it was an experimental obesity study where they tried to get people to gain 25 pounds. They had people eating 10,000 calories a day. And it was very difficult. People started throwing up breakfast. And it was very difficult. And once they finally did get them up to that weight, and as soon as the study was over, instantly they lost all the weight back to their baseline weights. Um, their body just did not want to eat those excess calories. So wait a second, how can there be an uh, obesity epidemic when you know there's this system in our body to keep our weight in check? 
Well, it's because of leptin resistance. Our brain becomes resistant to the effects of leptin. It doesn't pick up on our high leptin levels, and that is because of an inflammatory insult to the appetite-regulating systems in our brains, and you can demonstrate this even after a single meal, high in saturated fat, something like uh, butter, cheese, or meat, a fatty meat, um, uh, you can get uh, this this, uh, inflammatory damage um, uh, to the appetite regulation centers in the brain, and you do that day after day, um, and you can develop this leptin resistance. But um, it's thought that after a few months of uh, cutting, of, of, of switching to a, a, a low saturated fat diet, which means cutting down on basically meat, dairy, and junk food, um, you can repair that damage within your brain and regain your leptin sensitivity, and so the pounds can come off more naturally. Why do you think people opt for the quick fix that they'd rather take a pill than take your advice? Well, I think they just don't know. I mean, I think they, I mean, it's really, it's, it's an ignorance. Studies show that people wildly overestimate the powers of pills and procedures to keep them healthy. Um, so, for example, patients believe these cholesterol-lowering statin drugs are about 20 times more effective than they actually are in preventing heart attacks. So it's like, well, no wonder most people continue to rely on drugs to save them. But, you know, leaving killers, you know, the, the, the dirty little secret is that most people surveyed said they wouldn't even be willing to take these drugs if they knew how little benefit they actually offered, whereas treating the, you know, actual cause by cleaning up our diets not only safer and cheaper, but can be more effective in treating, arresting, and reversing many of our leading causes of death. Doctor, in general, do you believe that doctors are getting better trained to recommend food and lifestyle changes rather than just prescribe meds? Slowly but surely, but too slowly. Doctors have a severe nutrition deficiency in education. Most doctors just mm-hmm. never taught about the impact healthy nutrition can have on the course of illness, and so they graduate without this powerful tool in their medical toolbox. Now, look, there's also institutional barriers such as time constraints, lack of reimbursement. In general, you know, doctors simply aren't paid for counseling people on how to take better care of themselves. Uh, of course, the drug companies also play a role in influencing medical education and practice. Uh, you can ask your doctor when's the last time they were taken out to dinner by Big Broccoli. It's probably been a while. <laughs> well, you know, I am such a fan of your work because I'm the type of person when I don't feel well, I literally will crush garlic and eat that for a few days. And, and I can tell you, almost immediately, you can see the results. And even better is if you were eating garlic all along, maybe you wouldn't have felt bad in the first place. <laughs> and that's the, right, prevention is still, right? And so often, uh, yes, the, I mean, so there are certain foods that can have such powerful pharmacological-like effects that people use them in that way to treat conditions. But, you know, I like to think of foods as more as the basis of, of kind of preventive medicine in the first place. Although it's nice to know that there are certain foods that we can use to, uh, if uh, for some reason our health slips in one way or another. Can you give us a few examples of diet changes that could combat a particular disease or two? Oh, absolutely. So, for example, um, uh, ground flax seeds. Um, So the reason I recommend one tablespoon of ground flax seeds a day 
is that uh, plasties are the single most concentrated source of a class of anti-cancer compounds called lignans, um, but you do have to ground them up. If you eat whole flaxseeds, they just kind of pass right through you. Also a great source of fish-free omega-3s, uh, tested head-to-head. Just a few spoonfuls of ground flaxseeds a day can lower blood pressures two to three times better than our leading blood pressure drugs and only have good side effects, reducing the risk of breast and prostate cancer, helping to control cholesterol, triglycerides, blood sugars, reducing inflammation, curing constipation. That's why I recommend a tablespoon of ground flaxseeds every day. Doctor, we've been talking about food during this conversation, but what lifestyle recommendations do you recommend we make? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, so the global burden of disease studies, the number one uh, risk factor for death and disability is diet. But then number two is uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes continue to kill a half million Americans every year. Yes, our diet kills hundreds of thousands and more, but um, absolutely stopping smoking. It's what we put in our mouths, both cigarettes and food, um, that most determines our health. And then the third component would be exercise. We really need to uh, not only exercise but prevent uh, long-term sitting, prevent inactivity. So even if you do exercise, even if you go to gym after to the gym after work, sitting more than six hours a day is not good for us. Um, it may increase our risk of chronic disease. And so uh, keeping active. Now I recommend 90 minutes of uh, moderate exercise a day or 45 minutes of rigorous exercise. Uh, any amount is is better than nothing, absolutely. But the science does show basically the more the better up to um, uh, uh, up to the, the kind of plateau at 90 minutes a day. You write about weight loss accelerators in your book. Can you share a few of those with us? Yeah, yeah. So there's um, uh, 21 things people can do on a daily basis to accelerate the loss of body fat regardless of what you eat the rest of the time. Uh, the full list is available on a free app, uh, available iPhone and Android called Dr. Gregor's Daily Dozen. Um, and look, I think it's uh, you know important to mention I don't receive a penny from my books either. All proceeds I get from the sales of my books are all donated to charity. Uh, I just want everyone to have access to this life-changing, life-saving information. Um, but uh, yeah, we can. Go, uh, happy to go through a few of them first. So, for example, um, uh, uh, sneaking people just a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder a day cause them to lose about six pounds of straight body fat over 15 weeks. And a quarter teaspoon a day would only cost about two cents. Um, another uh, cheap uh, uh, tweak is adding two teaspoons of vinegar to every meal. When our body metabolizes the acetic acid vinegar, we get a natural boost of a fat-burning enzyme called AMPK, causing people to lose about five pounds over three months for just, again, pennies a day without removing anything from their diets. Um, uh, I recommend people stop eating after 7 p.m. because for circadian rhythms, food eaten at night is more fattening than the exact same food eaten earlier in the day. So the fewer calories after sundown, the better. Um, uh, preloading with negative calorie foods. Uh, so negative calorie preloading just means starting out a meal with fruits, vegetable soup, salad, or simply a tall glass of water, basically anything with less than 100 calories per cup. Uh, so, for example, eating a large apple before a meal is so filling that people go on to eat about 300 calories less food. So 100 calories in, 300 calories out. An apple eaten before a meal effectively has negative 200 calories. And how important is exercise in this process? Well, you know, uh, even, you know, like a moderately obese person doing moderate intensity physical activity, like biking, very brisk walking, 
uh, burn off about uh, you know 350 calories an hour. But most drinks, snacks, uh, other processed junk are consumed at a rate of about 70 calories a minute. Therefore, in, it only takes five minutes of snacking for someone to wipe out a whole hour of exercise. That's why you know you can't outrun a bad diet. I was watching a, a television show the other day, and the the couple that was on between the husband and the wife, they had lost a combination of 200 pounds, and they were doing all of the things that you are recommending. They just made simple lifestyle changes, made better choices, and the pounds just melted off. Love it. That's how it should be. It should be effortless if you eat the right food. Um, and that's uh, indeed, I mean, that's the key difference is that people can eat as much as they want. It's not about calorie counting, not about portion control. You're just eating the right foods. It's changing the quality of foods, not the quantity of foods. The book is How Not to Diet. If you'd like to get more information about Dr. Greger and his work, you can visit drgreger.org. That's drgreger.org. Or as always, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on the site, listen to past shows on demand, read our digital magazine, and be sure to sign up for our mailing list. Doctor, in our final moments, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? Oh, well, I just want uh, people to know the good news, that we have tremendous power over our health, destiny, and longevity. The vast majority of premature death and disability is preventable with a plant-based diet and other healthy lifestyle behaviors. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad to be here. This is Conversations with Joan. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.